they think that achieving a goal or hitting 100K month or whatever, it fundamentally changes who they are and how they show up. But if you can continue to show up the same way, then it won't go away. That's the key. So you are doing the basics with the morning routine, um, which is keeping the big things coming. But you're also, one thing that you said is like, I feel like I'm baby. I feel like I have so much to learn. I feel like um, I'm just getting started. Well, let me tell you that so do I. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of The Diamond Life Mentor. This week, we're bringing you a special combination episode of two client success interviews I've held with my Blueprint client, Samara Rempel. The first half of the episode will be our interview from just over a year ago, where she was only a year and a half into her high-ticket business and already experiencing five-figure months. The second half of this episode will feature our interview from just a week ago, where she is now celebrating her first six-figure month just 2.5 years into her business. I'm so excited to share these interviews with you. All right, let's dive into part one. All right, what's up, everybody? Super, super excited to be here with Samara. We're going to be discussing all the things about her extraordinary success that she's achieving month after month, but especially her new highest month so far in July with a massive $80,000 month. And with that being said, I wanna just do a little bit of a disclaimer. By you watching this call and listening to this call, this is not guaranteed that you're gonna make an $80,000 month unless you do the work, of course. So but how you doing, Samara? You're drinking that good, good right now. How you feeling? Always am, I'm feeling great, glad to be here. <laughs> so good, so good. So let's uh, get started and dive right into things. So first place I always like to start is just tell us a little bit about your backstory. Where were you at in your life? Kind of describe what your life was like before you started your business. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So I think probably similar to a lot of people, I was kind of floating around in life trying to find what I really wanted to do. I've been a stay-at-home mom since I had my son six years ago. He actually just turned six on Sunday. Before that, I did the whole university thing. I got a four-year degree where I made $33,000 a year. <laughs> and I was serving. I've always been a server pretty much since I've been 17 or 18. So I served to put myself through university. I served after university and used that money to travel. And then when I got my first real job out of, out of university, I continued to serve because I wasn't making enough money to pay my bills with a university degree job. So I just kept serving and um, yeah, just really wondering what to do. So I finally got yeah first job. I was doing a trade show coordinating actually for an agriculture company definitely like I always thought I kind of wanted to do something that like party planning more was my thing but this is my first job and I was like okay I could intro into that and but I always really wanted to get into sales actually so then I ran into a friend from university and actually my first I quit this job and went into a commercial insurance sales actually and I think a lot of you who run ads will really appreciate the fact that I sat there literally for eight hours and did cold calling to make commercial insurance sales. So yeah, definitely sucked the soul out of my existence and definitely knew that wasn't for me. But yeah, I just wasn't really sure what to do. And then lo and behold, I actually got pregnant with my son. So I ended up choosing to stay home with him. And then serving's always been, you know, a pretty good gig. I worked at a steakhouse, so tips were pretty good. Um, I could stay home with my kids, still, you know, provide for my family. After the craziness of the world and everything shut down, I didn't really understand, you know, I was home with my kids 
from 7.30 in the morning till five at night. And then my husband would come home and we'd quickly high five and I'd go to work 5.30 to 10.30, 11. And I was doing that four nights or five nights a week. And I was like, oh yeah, this is so great. I can stay home with my kid. But at the same time, I'll, like lots of the time I was too tired to really, um, I was forced to change when everything shut down and I went into work one day and no one was there. And then the next, my next shift, you know, the world had shut down and I was like, okay. And then I really got to understand what it was like to be home with my whole family. Right. I was always home with my kids. I had a daughter as well, who I had her three years later. And I was always home with my kids, but I almost never saw my husband. And it wasn't like, you know, family dinners and putting them to bed. Cause I was always gone. I was always at work. So, you know, when everything shut down, I really got to see that I really wanted to be there for all those moments, not just the time with my kids and really never see my husband and never have that family unit together. So yeah, I was like going around for quite a while. I think every time my hubby come, came home, I was like, I need to start a business. Like, what can I do? I was thinking of doing uh I'm, I'm big into non-toxic living. That's kind of how I run my Instagram. So I was thinking I'm doing like a non-toxic living consultant where I can go to your home and like help you with your stuff. Or then the next day it was like, my sister was a photographer. So I got her to teach me how to use a camera. And I was just like thinking of all these things. How can I stay home with my family and still make money? And then lo and behold, came across my coach Marina's ad. And the rest is really history. I'd actually heard about the product six months before. And I really, really wanted it. Like I said, I'm a huge non-toxic freak, health freak, everything. But yeah, it was at that time I was unemployed and I didn't know you could do it online. So when I came across her ad, I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Something I could stay home with my kids. I've been asked to do network marketing before, but the low ticket never resonated with me. I knew it was a lot of work for not a lot of return. So yeah, it was just a really incredible way to have come across it because I really started dreaming. I really started hoping for it. And I actually looked into my journal in 20, when did I start? What, what day, what year is it? 20. So 2020, the winter of 2020, because I started in 2021. So December of 2020, I looked back on my journal and I wrote in 2021, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to, yeah, be a successful business owner. And then holy crap, did that ever happen out of nowhere? <laughs> so it's just kind of cool to like look back. And I was like really, really dreaming it for myself and really wanting it for myself and putting that energy out there. I started doing a lot of mindset work. I met a credible group of moms who I really resonated with because of the whole COVID stuff and we got together with our kids and um, yeah, they were just really incredible to teach me, you know, exactly how important mindset is. And I never really done all this stuff, personal growth and meditation and gratitude and all this stuff. It really changed my life. And I, if it wasn't for that, it definitely, this, this opportunity would have never came to me. And if it did, I would have been in that mindset, like, no, 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 this is too expensive. This is a cost instead of being in that mindset where it's exactly what I was looking for, a credible investment. And I knew I was going to be able to pay that back. Amazing. That's such a powerful story. I can relate to a lot of that too, because I was a server and a bartender years ago. I don't even know how many, 10 plus years ago now. And my wife also was a server, put herself through school with tips and all that. So very relatable. When I first started my business, I was working like all the time. I was on my phone. I was, you know, doing meetings and all this kind of stuff. And she was working evenings. So yeah, that whole high five, I love you, honey. See you later was our reality too. We saw each other for an hour just because of when I got home, she was basically getting ready to leave. And then I'd be already in bed sleeping when she got home. And it was like, we were like roommates on opposite schedules. It was not ideal at all. And then on the weekends, it was the same thing. It was like her day's off like evenings off were actually weekdays like a monday or tuesday or whatever and then on like the weekends she'd be working so it wasn't ideal for sure and then it went on i think i i retired her from her serving job 
about, it was like a year after I started the business and a few months after I had gone full-time. So I went full-time in seven months and then it was like four or five months after of it being like a lot of friction. Cause now she's like, Oh, you're home all day. And you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, but I'm working towards this bigger picture. So it's super relatable, but I want to dig into this just a little bit more before we continue. So what were your beliefs, like your initial beliefs around before when you were still serving, like rewinding a little bit, around like online business or, you know, like network marketing or these kinds of different things that you may have heard about? Like, did you have any negative beliefs about it initially or were you always open-minded to it all along? No, I definitely had negative beliefs around network marketing because like I said, I just never heard of anything like this before. Um, I've definitely been asked to do, you know, the essential oils, the the makeup, the stuff like that. And it was always just like, damn, like, and I, and I would get those messages, you know, those messages from literally people I went to high school with. You're like, hey, girl, how's it going? Like, so I, that was my thoughts on network marketing. So I definitely, like, I thought I would never do it. I actually for sure said that out loud a couple of times. I'll never do network marketing because I didn't want to be that person. So that one was so incredible when I came across the ad and I watched Marina's web class. I just remember thinking like, this makes total sense to me. This is how network marketing should be done. Um, you know, the automated pieces and the high tickets when you actually do make a sale, it's actually worth that time, that effort that you put in. Um, and it literally just clicked for me right away. And if, yeah, if you talk to Marina, like I was such a keener, I was so excited. I messaged her like that, go get her. Like she has on her automated email, like if you're a go-getter message me, I totally did. I was like, go get her. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> up in her DMs, like hardcore, because I knew that this is exactly what I had been looking for. So yeah, it definitely changed my beliefs on network marketing when I came across this. That's so cool. So basically the key things that made you see this for yourself were the fact that it was online. You weren't like bugging friends and family, like hitting them up or texting or calling them. So that was one piece, the high ticket piece. And then the automation, would you say those are the three things that made you go, wait a minute, maybe I had this thing all wrong because I find this happens all the time. I, I feel like people generalize things in all categories of life, right? They'll generalize diet information, they'll generalize workout information, they'll generalize relationship information, or even network marketing is like everything gets thrown in this one category. When within this industry, there are so many different ways of first of all, compensation plans, product lines, ways of building the business, you know, different marketing and sales strategies. So it's sad that still in 2022, many people have never considered, hey, there might be many different levels and depth to the space. And that's exactly what happened to you. You basically discovered this like hidden niche within this global massive industry that you were like, okay, this is my little section that um, I resonate with, which is the same thing that happened to me as well, like 10 years ago. So super powerful. Now, Another question, before when you were first getting started in your business, so you had already got started and you saw people having big financial success or being on interviews such as this one that you're on now, what were your, you know, what were your thoughts or what were you thinking about when you saw these other people succeeding and winning big initially? Like describe your emotions around it or what was going through your mind? Oh, I was like hundred percent. That's me. No doubts in my mind at all. Like literally at all. It's like, of course I can. Why wouldn't I? I put in the work and that's the thing. Like I always tell people when I'm talking to them in DMs or whatever, it's just like, are you the type of person who's a hard worker? Are you the type of person who looks around the room and you're like, damn, why am I getting paid the same as you and you and you and you? Because if you are, you need to be an entrepreneur and this business would be perfect for you because I knew that if I was going to put in the same amount of work that I always did for every job I ever had, 
that I would be able to make an incredible income. I had zero doubts. And yeah, mm. I saw Brina, she, same thing. She had no experience. She, you know, just came across the same thing and, and um, yeah, just followed the training. That's <laughs> exactly what I did. Just implemented everything that she learned. And yeah, I, I just remember like looking at my hubby and punching him in the arm and being like, damn, this girl's making $20,000 a month. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And to think now that I'm like an $80,000 a month, it's just like so crazy. Cause at that time it seemed almost a little bit unbelievable, but exciting. Like at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, right. hey, I, I can't fathom making that much money in a month, but if these girls can do it, I can do it. Yeah, that's huge. And I just want to highlight a couple things you just said there for everybody listening right now. Belief, you had it. You mm-hmm. know, when you say stuff like zero doubt, that also translates into 100% belief, right? So that's like the opposite side of it. So you have full belief, you had certainty because you knew that you would focus on what you can control, which is your actions, your attitude, showing up, being consistent. So that's where the certainty comes from. It's like, I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. And I know eventually it will come, which is massive. And then the final piece is around, uh, what was it? I was going to say one more thing that you mentioned was that being, you were inspired by the other people who are successful rather than envious or jealous or um, you know, mad or why not me or being a victim. You were literally like, if they can do it, I can do it. Even though it's maybe a few levels away from your conceptualizing an $80,000 month, for example, but you're like, whatever, that doesn't matter. It's not going to hold me back. I'm going to keep going. So that's really huge. And I talk about this all the time. And I just want to highlight this one point where, you know, when someone wins a big award or an $80,000 a month or like a Grammy or an Oscar and, and they go, they go up on stage and they're like, I never thought this was possible and blah, 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 blah. One of my beliefs is like, I call bullshit when they say that I call bullshit because the only way you create it is by imagining it. So it might not have been 80K. It might've been a different number. It might've been becoming a millionaire. It might've been becoming a multiple six figure earner. But before, like the seed has to be planted first for it to manifest. There's no way somebody wins an Oscar, gets to the top of their profession and never imagine that they could be the best. It like, I always call bullshit on that. And I feel like that is doing disservice to anybody watching these awards shows because they think like they just got lucky or something. But it's like, no, there was an intention there was a dream and then there was massive action that followed up with it, which is exactly what you're saying. So that's super, super exciting. So let's fast forward into this now, because once again, sometimes people look at you or look at someone who's successful and it's like, you're an overnight success, right? You're so lucky. You know, you had this big month, like whatever. And I always like to debunk that because there's so much more that goes into it. So let's rewind a little bit again and describe your mindset and the actions you had in your business for the first seven months, because people need to know that you didn't just join and then have an $80,000 a month in 30 days. So describe that beginning for you. And what were you thinking? How were you feeling? And and how did you show up in your business during that first seven months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And to be honest, it's been, you know, the first seven months and the last, you know, it's been 18 months and I've showed up pretty much the same, the exact same time. Like I said, I was a freaking keener go-getter. We have what's called like the six week business launch in our platform. I finished it in two weeks. I was just like, go, go, go. You know, I'm the type of person who gets uh, passionately obsessed, I think a little bit. And so, you know, it's just one of those things where I just could stop thinking about it. I was so excited. I saw the dream. I saw the vision you know, I saw a way that I could really use social media for something good, which I think is really positive and amazing about our business. Um, you know, so many things, it's just very, you know, shallow or time waster, or this or that, but to be able to truly create and to help people for me, like 
people telling me that the content I've shared has helped them to make a really big decision in their life is just like the best feeling ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just showed up like, oh my gosh, I, I, I posted this yesterday. Like I didn't watch Netflix for over a year. I was literally so gung-ho every single morning, my meditations, my workouts, every single evening, my affirmations and my personal development books, um, literally didn't watch any Netflix. I was, you know, very consistent on my follow-ups and I always have been. That's something I tell people. Consistency is key, Mm -hmm. especially in your follow-up. Like I said, just really trying to provide free value to people in ways other than business or the product, which I think is huge. And I think a lot of people miss that mark when they start this business. It's like they start right away and they start a new Instagram and it's like, oh, I just started automation, high ticket, automation, high ticket, mm-hmm. Kongen. It's like, you can't do that. Um, so for me, like literally my very first post when I started this business was like, hey, my page is shifting towards sharing about non-toxic living. If you want to stay and learn about that, great. If you don't, then cool. Cause I just use my personal page. But it wasn't like right away, like, hey, I started this business. Like, do you want to learn more? It was just like, no, let's start sharing value about the stuff that I have to provide to people, the way I can change people's lives, knowledge I have to share um, that really gains trust with your followers and people really want to follow you and be, you know, learning what you have to, to teach. And then when they're learning from you and you, they can message you and ask you questions and, hey, can you look at this product for me? Or, hey, can this, whatever that niche is for you, right? That's when people really start to, like know and trust you which is huge so then that little bit of the time that I did talk about the business or the water people are so much more willing to listen because I'm not plastering into their face all the time it really is coming from a place of wanting to help people in so many other ways and this business and the water is just a small part of that right right so your content strategy was diversified you had like 20% of your content was to do with your product and your business but then 80% had to do with value that was still in the same health and wellness niche of yours it was relatable you were attracting people who wanted to learn more about those things which you were basically offering to help them with for free and that's where your expertise was really shining and then simultaneously you're like i also have this business that helps support me and my family and these other things that are important to you and it ended up being a great one two punch like it's just kind of like makes sense, right? You're like, of course, this, this is perfect. So that's huge. And a couple of things you mentioned that I want to highlight once again for everybody listening, because you're dropping so much value, but you're also dropping it fast. And sometimes, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, but sometimes people really just fast. like, yeah, when I, when I, no, it's not about this. It's not so much about this talking fast. It's about you're uh, highlighting these massive points, but almost like skipping over them. So I'm going to slow us down and just kind of highlight a couple of things. So for example, you said you were passionately obsessed. Everybody needs to write that down, tattoo that shit on your head and put it on your mirror because people often don't realize how important this is. Is like, if you go all in on something, you have to be obsessed about it, period. And, and the thing about it is when you talk about like, you didn't watch Netflix, right? There's this whole thing on the internet, like, oh, you don't have to stop watching Netflix to be successful and all this kind of stuff. And people miss context. The context is if you have a full-time job, if you have children, if you have responsibilities and you're, and you're maxed out with your time, and then you're still watching something like Netflix or another one that was huge for me is live sports. I'm a big sports guy. Those games are two or three hours, you know, multiple times a week during the season. And I was a fan of multiple teams. So if I actually calculated all the time I watched sports, man, a lot of my time was going to that. And so if you have a lot of time and you're young and you're single and you don't have children and you have a part-time job for a few hours a day, sure, you can watch an hour or two of Netflix and still 
work on personal development, still work on your business because you have the time and space. But for someone who's busy like you were, you had to basically look at the sacrifices you needed to make and Netflix didn't make the cut. And you're like, nope, this is not important to me. So I find that sometimes people get confused about this. It, what, it, what it really matters is how much time do you have to go around to the things that are high priority to you? And often people say, oh, I don't have time to work on my business. And if we actually look deeper, it's like, well, but you do have time for Netflix, but you do have time for this, you do have time for that. So therefore it's not a priority for you. So you cut that out. And now, you know, 18 months later, if you want to watch a movie or you want to watch a show on Netflix with your family or your kids, you can't because you've broken out of that initial launch period of your business, which is so important. So I did the exact same thing. I stopped watching live sports. I love basketball. I love football. I used to even watch hockey back in the day. And I stopped watching it completely. Put all that time into meetings, generating leads, working on my brand, all the kind of income producing stuff. And then fast forward a few years, I was watching NFL playoffs with my brother. And uh, we we're huge fans of the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. And we're at my house. We're watching the semifinal game against Kansas uh, Chiefs. And I say to my brother, I'm like, if they win this game, we're going to the Super Bowl. They won. And I took out my phone without anything. And I spent $35,000 on a trip to the Super Bowl like this. <laughs> and I look at my brother and I'm like, let's go. And that to me was the moment of like, I sacrificed years of watching sports. You know, I would go to the barbershop or hang out with my friends. And they would say to me like, hey, did you see the game? In? It was such and I'd be like, Nope, no idea. Don't know the score. Don't know who played nothing. And it sucked. It literally felt like part of me was gone. But then when I went to the Super Bowl and it came full circle, I was like, yeah. So that's a big thing that people miss about the sacrifices required and why people do them. And it all stemmed from you being passionately obsessed, which I find the more I interview people around their success, they all bring up that topic. So the question to ask yourself, if you're watching this interview, are you actually passionately obsessed or do you got your toe in? and you're kind of just being lazy, you're procrastinating, your business isn't top priority, and your results are reflecting of that. So something to ask yourself. All right, let's move on. So now we're at basically month seven and eight in your business. What do you feel was the catalyst to your breakthrough? Was there anything specific that happened? Or was it just what you were doing all along and it finally clicked? So talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'll give myself a little plug here because I did a call in your GPM group. Yeah. Um, confidence is key. And that's exactly what changed, I believe. And I felt it within me. Um, my confidence just started to soar. Um, obviously, you know, you start learning more about the product, about the business. Um, you know, you start running an ad all of a sudden, okay, you're talking to leads and they're ghosting you. Okay. Then you start getting a little bit better. And um, yeah, you start getting more confident just the way you talk to people. And for me, I feel like that was totally the shift because literally that month, like my business has not slowed down since. And I feel like everyone could kind of see that progression who'd been watching me, watching me, watching me. And then all of a sudden I showed up in a way that they couldn't ignore anymore. And yeah, it was just a really cool thing to notice within myself. Like, okay, I obviously I, I know this business is good for me. And I know that I have big dreams, but damn, I know this can help everyone else. And, um, you know, especially all these craziness is going on. People are losing their jobs left, right, and center. And it was like, frick, like I have such a good way that people can really get themselves out of a really bad situation. And I wasn't shy about talking about who I was as a person and my thoughts and my beliefs as well. And that obviously comes off very confident when you're talking about things that mainstream media won't let you talk about. So yeah, people really respected that fact, right? And I've had a lot of people say to me like, oh, like I, I wish I could say how I feel about these topics, but I don't want to lose leads. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing because I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today if I kept quiet on who I was, mm -hmm. um, what I thought, what I believed. Every single member on my team is like-minded. Um, you know, they, they came to my Instagram and respected me as a person because I was stepping up and speaking out when other people weren't. Um, so whatever it is in your life that you really want to talk about or speak about, like, please do, because that shines confidence. People so don't want to do business with an unconfident person. Like <laughs> I told the yeah. story, I'll tell it real quick again on your GPM call. My friend, and it's the funniest story was driving a huge Escalade. And then she went to get a new car and she drove off in like a tiny little hatchback, like Bursa and her husband <laughs> told me the story I was laughing so hard. And he makes fun of her to this day. And she's probably watching this car right now and laughing, but I was just like, damn, that sounds like I had to be so confident to get this chick to stop driving an Escalade and go this tiny little nerdy hatchback. Like I just could not stop laughing. I was like, that is confidence <laughs> right there. So yeah, that's for sure something you definitely check out that call. I have a few tips on how to increase your confidence, how to come across in that way that people want to do business with you. They don't want to do business with someone who's not showing up and talking really quiet and not, you know, <laughs> presenting themselves in a way where you're a leader to them and they want to do business with you. Yeah, that is so important. You have to pick your sides. You have to choose your sides. And it's not about division and hatefulness and judging and none of that. It's just standing for who you are and what you believe in and then being a voice of that. And obviously, the last couple of years has given us plenty of opportunities to be like, I'm on this side or this side for these reasons. And the majority of people have stayed quiet, you know, and uh, I'm sure you agree. There's been certain like influential entrepreneurial type people that are pretty big, have lots of followers who haven't mentioned a word about certain things. And it's like, I lose respect because I'm like, I want to know where you're at. And it's mm -hmm. like, I'm assuming I think you're here, but you've never voiced it officially. And it's like, well, where's your backbone type of thing? And, you know, one of my favorite things that I learned a long time ago was like, you could be the president of the United States and have half the country literally hate you. So it's like you need to literally be on one side of these hot topics and still make it to the top. And you don't need the whole world to like you. You just need the right people to align with you. And once you find your tribe and your people, especially in high ticket sales, you don't even need that many to make an 80K month in the big, big scheme of things, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. All right. Amazing stuff so far. Thank you so much for sharing. This is super powerful. So let's dive into a, the next phase of your business. So you start making some money for like a few months or something like that. And what were you, describe where you were at in your mindset and your business when you decided to invest in more mentorship and coaching with the Diamond Life? Like, where were you at in terms of that? Because you were technically already starting to make money, things were going well, but what was running through your mind when you made that next decision? Mm -hmm. Well, I had it as a goal that when I became 6A, I was going to invest in Balazs mentorship. So that happened um, 13 and a half months in for me for my business. And it was such an awesome goal to work towards. I was so freaking excited to get on that call and join the program. Yeah, I just knew at that time I would, I really wanted more mentorship on how to lead a team, on how to have a growth mindset as far as how to, yeah, just totally blow my business out of the water. Like I swear, Balaj, it was the call that you said when you were talking about us making 100K months. Like it was just no big deal. And I was just like, <laughs> shit, like this guy thinks we can make 100K months. And then I had it in my mind. Okay, like I can make 100K month. And then that month I had an 80K month. Like if you hadn't said that, if I hadn't had a mentor who was opening my mind to the possibilities of what was really possible for myself, like that, that would have never even been uh, something I would even have thought about, I swear, for years and years. So it was really mm -hmm. kind of cool to see that happen. And all the ways I can really implement 
you know, how to grow my business. Like I said, in ways I just would have never thought myself. <laughs> I was telling uh, the group of girls that I'm with in your program. I just said like, I, man, I just feel like I'm just, I'm just a mom who started business and wanted to make some money. And now I feel like, holy shit, just kind of blew up out of nowhere. And so to have that leadership and direction is how to actually take this and run with it in a, in a way that I can actually sustain this um, is just, yeah, really, really um, important and really something that I thought was a necessary investment to make. And it absolutely has been every single call. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it reminds, it reminds me of that very first call that you were on once you came into the program. And I remember just looking at you and you were so serious. You had this like poker face. And like, you didn't even like blink for the whole call. And no. I just saw you taking crazy notes and you were like, <laughs> you were so serious. And then I was like, hello. And then you're like, yeah. I'm like, do you have any questions? You're like, <laughs> you're the best. And then you messaged me after you kind of process things a little bit and you messaged yeah. me and then you're like, yeah. So, so how long did it take you to get an ROI after that, that initial investment? Like my, like in my business in general, you mean? I mean, yeah, your your business, but also in the Diamond Life program once you invested in the mentorship. Oh man, like the first month. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember, I remember that, that first call was the best. I already got a return on investment. I hadn't even had a call with you. And I just got like joined into the group chat. And I was like, holy crap. What did I just <laughs> join? What is going on? And I was like, damn, this is already worth my money. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, the biggest thing that you touched on there that you once again you just kind of quickly grazed over it was when you're in a group of people who believe in you and are doing bigger numbers and bigger things, all of a sudden it just become it condenses timeframes because rather than you like linearly inching along and doing like 10K and then 15K and then 20K and 25K, you just have this exponential boom, right? I think you went from like 20 to 35 to 55 to 80 or something like that in like four or five months, which is huge. And I was looking at your knowing your numbers to scale tool that we have inside the blueprint that you filled out last week. And I noticed that you did, you did about a hundred K before you joined the program. And now you've done 200 K in like four or five months. That's how quickly you've just been like, boom, exponential growth, which is insane. So basically the last thing that I want to talk about here is for somebody who is just getting started in their business, what advice do you have for somebody who's like, right at the beginning from like $0 a month to like up to the 10K per month mark, you know, what advice do you have for people like that? Mm -hmm. um, I think a very important piece of advice. I'm sure you've heard it before, but like, please don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yourself to their journey. Even if you're at the same point, like you've both been doing the business for a year, it really doesn't matter because you really do have to become the person who will be able to handle the success when it comes. And for some people, that just takes a little bit longer, a lot more personal growth, a lot more um, confidence building, all these things. So, um, you know, that's a lesson I definitely had to learn when I went before I saw any money come in. I definitely had to stop comparing myself. And um, yeah, just really, instead of comparing yourself, just really take it that what you're seeing in other people is possible for you. So just, you know, be so grateful for the fact that they're doing this because damn, not only are you, is it possible for you, but then they're going to come back and they're going to teach you what they've done. Right. So for me, for so many people who had the success, like they were always on a call, like telling us how they're getting so many leads and what they're doing with their ads and how they're following up. And now I can do that for other people. Right. So be happy for people when they're having the success when you aren't, because they're going to be there for you to learn from. Right. And it's such an incredible energy exchange, which I just love about this community that we're always here to help each other. So yeah, mm -hmm. definitely don't compare. Yeah. And just be honest with yourself. If you're actually putting in all the work, like so many people, I feel like they're getting down on themselves or they're not seeing the success they want, but they're really not putting in the work. Like, let's be honest. So 
you know, at the end of the night, like truly ask yourself, like, did I do everything today that I could have done to get me closer to my goals and closer to my dreams? Like, am I doing, you know, my business actions? Am I working on my mindset? Am I doing the personal growth? Um, am I showing up to the trainings? Am I doing all the things? And I think mm-hmm. most people know, like when they aren't have doing those things, they, they know why. Um, so yeah, just be honest with yourself and um, yeah, really reach out to the people in your community or accountability buddy, whoever, just to get you back on track, start coming to the training, start showing up. And um, yeah, the more energy you put into the community, to the business, the more energy you're going to get back. A hundred percent. So that brings me to something you covered once again in that, and that amazing value you just dropped is like, there's people watching this right now who are intimidated, scared, nervous, like trying to rack their head around what that looks like. So do you feel like your success that you've created is duplicatable for others? Or are you like some kind of anomaly, like superstar that there's only one of a kind and no one will ever do 80K months like you? <laughs> uh, of course, I think I'm a superstar. <laughs> you are, you are definitely. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that's like the whole reason why I started this business is because I knew it was duplicatable. I came in and had zero experience. I didn't know. I literally didn't even know what a reel was. Like reels were so popular. I'd never even pressed that button. I had no idea what it was. I didn't know what a hashtag was. Like I didn't know anything. And just knowing that I had this community to come into for our, our platform is incredible for the training. Just knowing that I could just go through this training and really implement it and show up and know that every single person who had come before me had zero experience just like me. Right. So it was pretty cool to see and just to believe in myself because I saw it with all these other uh, men and women who were making it happen with zero experience. Mm -hmm. That's so, so powerful. And that's the biggest thing you guys have to remember then you're watching this is like, there's a duplicatable process in place. And that's also what Samara followed. And then she added additional mentorship and coaching to accelerate the speed of belief, the speed of certainty and basically being guided. Cause she's like, a stallion running full speed. And I'm just kind of going, go left, go left a little bit, keep running, go left. And she just keeps taking action. It's amazing. So that's the final question that I had is for someone who is already in the business, you know, already make potentially making money or maybe not making money. um, What would you have to say to somebody who's on the fence considering, you know, the value of investing in further mentorship and coaching with the diamond life, which we have multiple programs. We have a program that's for people under 10K per month in income, zero to 10K. And then the program you joined was you already exceeded that level. So you got right into the second tier, which is the blueprint. So what advice do you have for someone who's watching right now, who's maybe thinking about getting extra help and support? Mm-hmm. I think like anything, right? You need to have that growth mindset. Investing in yourself and in your business is always going to pay off. And like I said, like I swear, I got my return on investment before I'd even talked to Balaj, just like hearing the value that these other people were sharing from their calls that had come before. It's just such an incredible way to, yeah, to really grow your business and to expand your belief into ways you never thought. And then when you get to the point where you're, you know, making these months that you probably are not knowing that you would ever make, um, then you have someone to guide you exactly what to do with your money, how to keep it going, how to make sure you're not getting burnt out and overwhelmed. So that's kind of where I am at this point right now. He's teaching me how to outsource. And I, I would have probably literally never thought to do that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's teaching me how to, how to outsource and um, I'm trying to implement that right now in my life. So it's just, um, yeah, you it's something you definitely have to consider if you want your business to continue to grow. Otherwise, I feel like it will just plateau in a way because you won't be able to continue handling everything that's coming with this business because it's a lot. So let's talk about that. So first of all, if you are someone watching this call right now who wants to get involved in the mentorship, just type one in the chat below and someone on my team will reach out to you and let you know next steps. 
If you want to talk to my team to see potentially it might be a fit, might not be a fit, drop a two in the chat below. And I want to ask you one last question before we wrap up. To give context to those people who are building an online business, who are putting in the time, putting in the work, how hard did you work for an 80K month? How many hours did you put in? How many calls, sales calls did you do per week? Like how much were you involved in your business to actually achieve that result in the last, you know, in the month of July? Mm -hmm. I feel like my hours have been pretty consistent. Like I start around 15. I work about 20 hours a week. Um, the month of July, which was my 80K month, I had 27 sales calls. So yeah, that's why Balash is <laughs> pushing me to outsource that. So that's <laughs> going to be really cool. So yeah, 27 sales calls. Um, I think I had 450 leads come through my ads. Yeah, and I'm, I'm working pretty hard. Like this is, you know, while I only work part-time hours, like 20 hours a week to make 80K a month is great. But at the same time, right, I'm a homeschooling mom. I have two kids. I have a social life. I have all these things. So um, it's definitely something I continually have to prioritize and make sure that I am putting the work towards especially now seeing an 80K month. I just want to keep it getting better and better. So <laughs> amazing. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about. It's, it's kind of crazy how when you get to 80K months, we're talking about doing less or doing it in a different way to get you to 100K and plus. And if you guys keep watching uh, Samara, we got a, a secret project behind the scenes to get her to 100K plus months and, and working with her inside of the blueprint. So I'm so happy for you, to be honest. I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited for you. Every time you share your little wins on your social media, it reminds me of how I felt years back when I first started having those wins yeah. too. And it brings me right back to that feeling. And, and I know what it's like because I believe there's a window in someone's journey. And, and I, I like to call it the come up story, right? Where you're basically like just taken off. And there's a window where you can, it's so fresh and it's so new that all the old life that you had, you can remember it clearly, vividly, right? It's like you remember what it was like to be a server and not see your husband and go and, and the struggles of not having enough money. And like you shared a couple of things uh, about patio furniture, right? You were like talking about how you never had any patio furniture. You never thought you could afford a nice setup in your backyard. And then you went and splurged and got this beautiful patio furniture. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I know exactly that feeling because I thought the same stuff too. So many things I would walk past in stores and be like, no, that's not for me. I can't afford that for forever, for years. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, yep, that's going there. And like, then you just start picking things out, you know? Uh, so I believe there's this window that you're in right now. And it's like a three-year roughly window where you have this beautiful contrast of the way it used to be and the way it is now. And then I find that after the three years, it just sort of fades a bit and it becomes a new normal. And I'm not saying that you completely forget, but you're, it's not as fresh anymore. You you get used to it and it just becomes the way it is now. Right. And I'm there, I'm 10 years in. So for me to like really think how it was um, is so much harder than that initial fiery, passionate, obsessed, phase of like the first three years. And man, I was, I was aggressive. I was in your face. I was telling you how the fuck it was every day because I literally came from there. It felt like yesterday. Um, so keep that up. Really enjoy this window because there will be a day once again, where you're just Samara, the millionaire, and it's just how it is now. Um, <laughs> so enjoy. Thanks for coming out here. If you got value, leave your biggest takeaways, give Samara a huge shout out in the comments below. There was a few questions that you can circle back to if you want to later, but yeah, once again, for those of you who want to get involved with the diamond life mentorship, it may or may not be a fit. Just comment down below 
and someone on my team will reach out to you. And I can't wait to continue sharing the success of Samara and even her team, which is starting to you know shine and duplicate and grow, which is so, so exciting. So keep doing what you're doing. You're a huge inspiration to me and everyone on this call. And we'll chat again real soon. Thanks for having me. Always, Kate. Bye. <laughs> bye. Hey guys, as promised, we are now shifting into part two of the episode, which features the interview I had with Samara just last week. Get ready to listen to this insane transformation. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, how's it going? Welcome to a live recording of another episode of the Diamond Life Mentor Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. We actually have Samara here who is um, having a client success interview for the second time. This is part two. A year ago, we did her first one, which was a few months after she had got started inside of my Diamond Life Blueprint Mentorship Program. And we were talking about her success. She had an $80,000 a month a year ago. And it's now been a year since, so I'm so excited to basically continue the conversation and unpack what has actually happened in your life, in your business in the past 12 months, now that you've had this really big milestone achievement of not only have you had your first 100K month in September of 2023, but you've also crossed over the million dollar mark in commissions and starting your business which also happened, I believe, like a few months back. So we'll talk about all of that as well. And um, yeah, it's so great to have you back. So let's kind of start, rewind a little bit for those people that maybe didn't see part one and um, give a little bit of your backstory of, of where you were at in your business prior to starting your high ticket online business that you got involved with about two and a half years ago now and give people some context of, of the journey so far. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I started my business two and a half years ago with no prior experience working online or anything like that. And yeah, pretty much just jumped right in. You know, I saw the the vision when I was, you know, I'm homeschool mom. I want to stay home with my kids. There's not a lot of opportunities out there that would provide an actual abundant income. You know, there's a lot of low ticket stuff that I was offered, a lot of low ticket stuff I saw, but nothing that would actually give me the life I wanted, which was the lifestyle, the freedom lifestyle. I wanted to go traveling with my kids. We homeschool. I don't want to stay at home though. Like I want to travel the world. I want to see everything. So yeah, I jumped right in about eight months into my business is when it really took off. Like I said before, I had no experience. So I was really it was a big learning curve for me. A lot of things that I was focusing on, um, building a brand, learning how to run ads, all that stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden eight months in, it really took off. And when I started going to Balazs mentorship program, um, I had just hit six A's like the top tier in the business. And I was just looking for more uh, mentorship. I had about 40 or 50, I think or so months. And I really want to explode from there. So then, uh, yeah, a couple months into that, into mentorship with Balaj, I had my 80K month, which was when I had my first mentorship uh, or client success interview with him. And then I think I'm losing track of where I'm going, but <laughs> no, that's okay. I can jump in here. So, so the point is, is that I think that everybody who's listening right now to the podcast and also we're live streaming in our free Facebook group as well is, uh, giving some real context to what is required along the journey is so important, right? Most of people's problems when they start a business, such as the one that we're in, it, most of their issues and problems actually come from mismanaged expectations. You know, a lot of problems get started from there. It's like what I thought it was, isn't what it is. What I thought I had to do to be successful, isn't what I actually have to do. How long I thought it would take, isn't how long it actually takes. 
And that gap causes people a lot of suffering, a lot of disappointment, a lot of scrutiny, judgment from spouses and parents and friends. Because when you get into a business, right, you have this, this enthusiasm, this excitement, like I'm going to be a millionaire and I'm going to do all this stuff. And it's not that you won't, it's that it probably will require more than you thought, longer than it actually takes, a lot more disappointment, a lot more failure. And so what happens when you mismanage expectations personally, and you put those expectations on people who know you, and then you don't hit your goal within that allocated time, then from that point forward, everyone starts to shoot it down and it's a scam and you did the wrong thing and you made a mistake where actually you just have to stretch out the timeline further and all of those intentions and goals and things you want to create will still happen. And your story is a really beautiful representation of this because for eight months, you know what you shared on part one, which everybody listening can go back and listen to that as well. But on part one, you were talking about like, I showed up, I believed in myself. I had absolute certainty and I kept doing the right things every single day. So when it did finally click, there wasn't a magic pill or some sort of thing that all of a sudden you started doing. You were just going through the process until it finally all came together and you had earned that first breakthrough that, you know, started your, your big run, which ended up turning into a million dollars in earned income, you know, within about two years or so, which is really, really inspiring. But I want to talk about this next phase. So you hit your 80K month. We finished off that conversation at the end talking about you're so close to your 100K month, it's coming, let's make it happen. And of course, you were trying to do that and all that. But there was a ceiling, this perceived invisible ceiling that you really needed to grow through to actually experience your first 100K month, which came 12 months later, which once again, to a lot of people in this space would have been super discouraging if they had a goal like I'm going to hit 100K month by the end of last year, because we had our conversation in August, and let's say your goal was by the end of 2022, and it didn't happen, a lot of people, ah, maybe I'm just not cut out for this thing, or, or maybe I'll just settle for a six-figure income or multiple six-figure, maybe the millionaire status is not for me, and all this kind of stuff. But we fast forward now a year later, and it has happened. So let's walk through this journey of how did that unfold for you? How was your confidence? How was your approach once you start hitting some of these higher income months and what happened as you inch closer to hundred K, but you didn't quite hit it. Like walk us through some of the stuff that you experienced. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's kind of, it's obviously a goal that I had. It's kind of hard to be like super disappointed when I'm still hitting like 90 and 70 and 80 <laughs> months, you know? So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I know I'm going to get there. Um, but it certainly was a goal of mine. And I definitely thought it would happen sooner than it did. Um, and there were a lot of things that had to happen along the way. I know for, um, you know, one of the parts, Balaj, I was telling you about, I had, a, I had a 90 day month and then it was 75, 75, and then I had a 30 K month. And that to me at the time was literally devastating mm -hmm. <laughs> because it just simply wasn't, um, what I expected from myself. I expected much more from myself and just from everything I had going on. Um, you know, I knew I was capable of more. So while some people might be satisfied with a 30 K month after you have the 80, 90, 70s. Um, and you're shooting for 100, the 30K was just simply, I, I just knew I could do better. So after talking a little bit with you about what was going on, and honestly, I simply was just letting my finger off the pulse of my business. I was enjoying the freedom a little bit too much. I have a lot of outsourcing going on. So I have a lot of uh, team members helping me as far as following up with leads and doing sales calls and things like that. So when my numbers started plummeting, plummeting, <laughs> and Milaj was like, okay, well, like, Samara, you know, what's going on in that weekly call you have with your sales team? And I was like, what weekly call? 
<laughs> totally. <laughs> I remember of, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of gave me what for, for that, because I, like I said, I just was enjoying it. I, mm-hmm. I had been, had my finger on the pulse for a really long time, but then when I took it off and I took it off for quite a few months, I was in Mexico, I was traveling with my family, doing all these fun things um, that, you know, I wasn't keeping an eye on what was going on. And I remember specifically you telling me though, you said, Samara, okay, you need to start doing those weekly calls, like start tracking their KPIs and all that stuff. He's like, but you're, and you said to me, but don't have this unrealistic expectation that it's going to take you a long time to get back up to those big months. As soon as mm-hmm. you plug back in and, you know, figure out what's going on, um, you're going to be able to have a really big month uh, right away. And mm-hmm. I did. And so I plugged back in. Now we have weekly calls that we go over literally everything. Um, you know, I started watching pretty much every sales call that my team was doing and giving feedback and, you know, quickly went back up. And then all of a sudden in October, in uh, September, I had my six figure month. Amazing. Amazing. And let's talk a lot about what you said, because I think it's so valuable for everybody listening. So when you look at unchartered territories, right, that's what we, that's how we need to look at our business. So it's like, we have this ship, it's our online business, and we're out in the middle of the ocean and we don't know what's going on. And so the, like the storm rolls in and you're on this ship and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not sure how to survive this storm. And then your income's plummeting, you're your thoughts are creeping in or like, oh my gosh, maybe I made the wrong mistake or the wrong move or I hired the wrong thing or I outsourced the wrong thing. And it's pretty catastrophic if you don't have someone to lean on who's literally been there. And that's the value in the mentorship side is as you described what was happening, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the time that I went up, I went back down and I was very much caught like with my pants down of like, what did I do wrong? Like I made a mistake, I screwed up. And so as we walked you through that, of, hey, it's just a little micro adjustment. It's not like you got to blow everything up and fire everybody and like redo your ads and redo your funnel and like everything's garbage. No, it's just a micro adjustment and you got to keep your head cool about the situation. And so that's exactly what you did. You're like, cool, got it. Let me start taking more accountability with people that are working on your team. And very quickly, you're able to identify, oh man, this is why this is going on. Uh, this is the the thing that you're not saying or not asking. And you just made these tweaks with the sales team and then boom, things started climbing back up really fast. But what would you say in the last year was some of the the key things that you actually have changed or implemented uh, within your organization of your business, whether it's team members that work for you or within the sales team or the content or the marketing or the any aspect of your business? Is there three things that you can think of that have been the most pivotal for you to be able to maintain high numbers, but also scale to your first 100K month? Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely would say scaling my ads. Um, That's one thing that you've always pushed me to do a little bit more of. And it's so funny because you know that it's a magic ATM shooting out money, but for some reason, (laughs) scaling your ads, for some reason, is always like the scariest part of your business. Um, So, you know, scaling my ads, definitely something that- um, What What were you spending a year ago versus what are you spending now? Yeah, so I I was probably spending about like $1,500 a month last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even just at the beginning of the year was still spending only about Mm $3,000. And then now I'm spending about five or six. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I still could, I still should be and could be going up. I'm just trying to find, you know, a system. Um, Mm -hmm. I have an ads agency working for me now. So just kind of playing around with that kind of stuff. But yeah, scaling your ads is something that I could have done sooner on And Everyone I feel like should be doing sooner on into their business. So definitely scaling my ads bringing in more people. Um, cause at the time I was, I only had one person on my sales team. So now I have mm-hmm. two wonderful ladies on my sales team, which has been a huge game changer as well. 
keeping them accountable, just growing the team and making sure everything's cohesive there. And honest, honestly, in always investing in myself, as far as I went on a ton of different um, events, I went to a ton of events this year mm-hmm. and that was huge for me. Um, obviously I spoke at your event, Balaji, your 10 year anniversary event. And that has, that event changed everything for me. And I can guarantee you, and I say this to my organization and people I talk to, if I hadn't gone to that Vegas event, I would not have had a hundred K month. Mm-hmm. And what was I, it about the event specifically? Yeah, specifically, it was the fact that I was, I was talking to all these different people who just run their business in a different way that I never did. My mentor never did. My organization, my platform never did. So I'm talking to all these leaders who are up there on stage at your event, talking about what they're doing. Um, And now, for example, I'm doing my first live webinars, which Mm -hmm. I've never done. And that Mm -hmm. has been a game changer. And Mm -hmm. right now we're in the middle. We just finished um, halfway point of my first 90 day sprint. Mm. And my 100K month was the month that I've had the highest amount of passive income from my team. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because I remember us talking a year ago on the last call where one of your challenges that you were really facing was a lot of direct sales that you were producing, which was contributing to your high income. But there wasn't enough time for those people to learn the skills, go through the learning curve and actually start to produce their own sales that would contribute to your overall income. And now I feel like fast forward a year, they've been going through the training, they've been learning, you've been mentoring them and have more leadership skills yourself personally. And now you're starting to get duplication more than you did in the past, which is so important for so many people to realize because what I've noticed in this business is there's like two two types of people. The first type of person is someone who'll, who'll make one or two sales, then completely stop making any directs. And basically expect those one or two people to do all the work, all the sales, and just like ride off into the sunset with their like residual income. (laughs) And it's like, no, not quite how it works. And then there's the other person who's just a sales machine, producer, 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 and they're making great income and great commissions and things like this. And they can even own multiple accounts and get themselves to some of the higher ranks. But there's very little team growth. There's very little duplication of leadership. And so they run into that. It's like a glorified online sales job versus a real leveraged passive business. And I think like time, you're around three years in or getting closer to the three-year mark, that initial first year or first three years actually gives you that, that runway time for people to start getting their feet on the ground and like figuring that stuff out. So besides the events and the 90-day sprint and some of these cool things you learn from other leaders and scaling your ads, that's two. What is one more main thing you feel that you've implemented to further build the foundation of your business to where it's at now? Mm -hmm. Well, I talked a little bit. I I said um, growing my sales team and making sure, you know, keeping a pulse on my my outsourcing um, has been massive. Like setting the standards. Like these are the standards if you work on this team. It's not just like, oh... I didn't close any sales this week and I'll do better next week. It's like, no, if you're on this team, this is the standard you hold yourself to, right? So are certain things like that part of what you implemented? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, there are absolutely standards (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. a part of it um, Mm -hmm. because it's a team that we're working on. We're working so closely together. um, And it's just so cool too that everyone in my team is also running their own business. So, you know, obviously I'm putting my time into them as well so they can, it can obviously help their personal business as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's just been, that's been a huge game changer, as I said before, Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the lower months at the beginning of the year to all of a sudden a six figure month. Awesome. So, so when you look back now on your journey around this 
thought of scaling to six figures a month and like building all the stuff, what has been some of the hardest things that have happened that you had to go through and basically be like, I'm not losing my belief. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. Like, were there any things like that, like dark moments along the past year? Yeah, there definitely were dark moments. And honestly, it was that month where I said, you know, maybe some people won't quite understand. And it seems silly to say it out loud that I was upset or sad or worried or stressed about a 30K month. But when, you know, it's a kind of a personal thing, obviously, with my background, I grew up, you know, in pretty much in poverty with my family. So it's it's a really mindset struggle. To, and no one, I didn't expect it. And no one, you know, can probably tell you how you're going to feel. And all of a sudden you're making these big months and all this stuff and your family dynamic changes and all sorts of things are going mm -hmm. on. My husband doesn't work. Um, so to have the responsibility on your shoulders as a woman and a mom and, you know, just now the family provider, it's big and it's a lot. And it's mm -hmm. something that I didn't expect to feel. <laughs> but all of a sudden, mm -hmm. when you just see this lower month and you're like, holy shit, yeah, is everything crashing and burning? Is my husband going to go have to go back to work? Like, have I made mm -hmm. a big mistake from having him retire last year? Definitely those things have ran through my mind. So, you know, mindset growth and mindset, your mindset journey and your personal growth journey is something that can never stop. It's always going to be something that you're constantly going to have to be working on because new level, new devil, something is always going to come up. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to bring about these really unexpected things I never expected to feel that way. So that was something I definitely had to work through and get over and really trust in what I have built and grown and, you know, trust in myself that, you know, once things do go down as sales does, it's mm -hmm. never a journey. It's always going to be something like this, um, that those bigger months and those good times are coming uh, because I do have the resilience to be able to take, you know, your advice and look at my business and see what's going on and, and make the changes and be coachable to get it back to where it was. So that was mm. definitely um, an unexpected challenge, I would say. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, when people start this business and they want these big months and these uh, five figure months, six figure months, all these things, they're, they're just thinking about that, but they're not thinking about the, what comes with that is running a, a large organization, mm -hmm. um, which can be, again, it's a lot. You have a mm. lot of people who are looking up to you and, you know, wanting answers from you and, um, you know, it's not everyone's going to like you as well, which has been something that I've had to get, get over. And, um, you know, you question yourself a lot in the beginning when you have people in there mad at you because you're not giving them this answer or that answer, or um, they just don't, you know, resonate with maybe your mentorship style, or your leadership style, or, um, you know, you're not handing everything to them and they don't like that. It can be a lot. It can mm -hmm. be something that you struggle with mentally as well. So that's um, been something that, again, it comes with making the money is being a leader of a large organization and all the things that, that come with that. So if you're not there yet, just enjoy where you are. Cause you're like a free bird when you're three, <laughs> day, you know, like you have no responsibilities. It's so yeah. much fun. Um, and the more money, the more responsibility and it's great, but it's just something you have to start thinking about if you want those big months and you want this large, you know, uh, everything that comes with it, you have to start thinking of your leadership skills now, because it's only going to help you when you're running a or organization of hundreds of people or thousands. Mm -hmm. So you touched on a couple of things that I want to rewind back to is you said that you had the, that when you had that lower month, the 30 K month, and you had these, these thoughts creeping in around being a woman and a mom and the, the primary uh, provider for your family. And did I make a mistake retiring my husband, this, this, this. So I feel like 
no matter what the income level is, it could be a smaller number or whatever. If you have that darkness in a bad month or a slow month, or you, you had a reverse in momentum, things were like trending upwards. And then you have this big dip, like 60% down decline, right? Which would be like classified as a recession in the economy. Uh, <laughs> so you had a recession in your business and you're like, Oh my God, you know, the markets are crashing. It's like that, but in your little world. So what was your process during that time of what kind of routine did you have? Who did you lean on? What brought you back into being more stoic and neutral and calm, cool, collected to actually be able to produce without spiraling out of control and like maybe start abusing drugs or, you know, something that actually some people do, right? They literally go to that dark place and then have a vice or something like that. So what was your way of actually getting yourself through that? What would be like your keys to anyone else who might be there now or in the future experiencing that? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, for one thing, I tend to kind of keep things to myself because I don't want to like burden anyone else or let anyone know what's going on. Um, so just simply by opening up to specifically my husband and just letting him kind of know what's going on with me, you know, why I've kind of been in this funk, he really didn't know that I was feeling this way. Um, mm. So I didn't let him know that I was worried or make him feel bad for, you know, quitting his job or anything like that. So just, you know, being able to lean into the people who actually love you and want to support you is a good thing. You don't have to keep everything in for me, just as a, you know, religious person going back to just the faith that things are working out for me. Sometimes you feel like, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but sometimes I'm like, oh my God, am I being punished? Like, am I not supposed to be making this sort of money? Like, am I becoming you know, mm. any person or whatnot is really starts to make you question that as well. And there's going back to know, like, again, we are made to be abundant, we can serve and help so many people when we are, there's no way we can help anyone in this world if we're struggling financially, right. So just um, having to go back to my faith and getting back to kind of the roots of that. Um, and also when I get in spots like that, I always know my morning routine is slipping. Um, I'm not focusing on that. Um, and it, to me, it's just, it's literally as simple as going back to my affirmations, my morning journaling, my gratitude practice, my meditation, like literally everything just kind of fell out the window because mm. like, I don't need this. I'm having these good months. That's like the first thing for me that always stops. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten to a point where I know that I can't do that because that's why the months start dipping. Right. So that mm -hmm. to me is like I talked about before, always has to be consistent and always has to be a constant. If you want to continue to grow your business, you can't just throw that out the window when things are going good, because then they're they're not going to be going good anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah, that's really powerful that you have these things to rely on. And, and I feel like when we are first going through something in, in general, in life, in business, there is so much wisdom to extract from it in hindsight. I feel like that reflection is often missed because we're just so busy to the next thing and the next goal and the next thing and like keeping the thing moving forward. But when you go back and go, okay, this is how I was feeling. This is like the dark stuff that was going on in my mind or my, my, uh, my world. But here's what I did to get myself back on track. Here's the lessons that I've learned about myself. And a big one that you said is like your faith, your morning routine, your practice, and just kind of going back to the basics and getting back into alignment is so huge. And then you said something which was wise just now, where you're like, now I know not to stop that stuff, because that is a direct connection of why things started to not go my way. 
So that's what that's wisdom. You went through it, you had the thing, and then you're like, nope. And now there might be something different in the future. You got to learn through it again, but that's really, really powerful. So good on you for having that approach. Now, I'm just curious if we were to rewind the clock back to the same dark month and stuff, and you were not in my mentorship where we had some of those conversations, how do you think things would have gone differently, potentially? Honestly, I probably would have spiraled out of control. Like I said, it really starts, I can't swear, I can't know if I can swear. <laughs> it starts to F with your mind a lot. And I, I like honestly was going to a dark place. And like you said, not a lot of people, you know, at least in my experience, have been in a place like this. I have grown really fast in my business and I have a few people I can talk to who really have been where, where I've been. So yeah, I, I don't know. Cause like I said, I kind of started to question everything and then you mm -hmm. start to question, like, am I even meant to do this? Like, should moms even be doing business? Like maybe this isn't my place. Like you, I, I literally went through everything, mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, every dark mm -hmm. thought I think you could have that you, you had. So yeah, I think it would have taken me quite a while to get back to where I was because I just didn't even know I didn't even know why it was happening, mm -hmm. you know, until I mentioned so to you, literally, it was just this simple, tiny switch mm -hmm. that fixed. And everything. I think like the, the, the biggest thing from my point of view, remembering some of like the conversation we had is that it wasn't like a big panic thing. You know, like when you share that with me, I didn't be like, Oh no, Samara, everybody's going to die. Like, you know, and then you would have panicked too. I was just like, I was very calm and just being like, is normal. Don't let it phase you. This is what you can do. And I remember seeing your face where, where you were listening to everything. You had that like jittery fear energy at, when we were talking, but by the end of it, you just like, got it. Thanks. Like you, you were so emotionless because I feel like in that type of season or that type of month, you almost got to turn it off a bit. You got to be like, I cannot be my emotions cannot control me right now. I just have to like get get to the work, you know, almost tap into that ma masculine energy within yourself of like, nope, going to get it done. I'll feel this stuff later <laughs> once my sales get back up, right? Yeah. So after that month, uh, what happened the next month? Like, what were your numbers like the following month? Did you get right back on track? Do you remember? It wasn't or was right. it more than one month uh, consecutively that you were off track? Or I think it was just the one month, right? It was, um, so I think it was, I came to, I can't remember when the call was, you know what? I think that when we talked about it was actually cause I had a 30 K it had 40 K and then I had a 20 K and that's mm. when I started spiraling. And then the next month after that conversation, it was 65 in July, 75 in August, and then hundred K in September. Wow. So, <laughs> so it was literally three months downward trend basically. Yeah. And then three months right back up. And yeah. so when, when you're thinking about your business right now, for those of you that are listening to this episode and you think about when we talk about 90 day sprints, you know, which Samara's in the middle of right now and almost done, I guess soon, you have to remember that momentum goes both ways. And when we are thinking and talking about momentum, we're always thinking about it as a positive thing, which, which it is, but negative momentum is a real thing. You know, the downward spiral, the things not clicking, the mental worries and then how that makes your confidence slip and then it makes you show up differently then it makes your team start doubting you then it makes them doubt themselves then all of a sudden there's all this like scrutiny maybe the whole business is a scam you know maybe the whole industry is a scam <laughs> you know maybe it's that time where you know the the u.s economy is finally gonna and you're like whoa whoa like 
hold the phone here, right? We're, we're no, don't have to blow things out of proportion, but that's exactly what negative momentum is. And then to reverse that, it takes like double or triple or quadruple the amount of energy and work to get things back on track. So I actually um, want to give you a huge round of applause and congratulations that you handled yourself so well, despite the decline and everything else. And then you pick yourself right back up. And that was this year, right? This summer that you're describing, right? Am I correct? Mm -hmm. So that was the same summer that these events were happening. So mm -hmm. another interesting thing that I want to make sure everybody catches up on is when you're in this decline and this negative momentum and whatever, a lot of people wouldn't have gone to the event. They would have said, oh, you know, I can't spend that money now on a hotel because I'm, I'm my income's going down so much. So I can't afford the ticket and I shouldn't spend that money and go into fear and scarcity and lack thinking. But your approach was, I must go to this event to get something I need to get back on track. So talk a little bit about that is like, it's kind of counterintuitive and counter logical for the average person to go and spend more money, to go traveling, to go to an event when you had a 20K month versus an 80K month. You know, it's literally 75% down from the peak, right? That's a big, big dip. So you went there and then you said it literally changed everything for you. So talk a little bit about that where when you went to the event, how did that change your confidence? How did that change your self-image? You spoke on stage for the first time, you know, you got an award, you met some cool people. So what was it that really shifted for you outside from the stuff that you directly learned? Was there something else that happened? I mean, honestly, it's just the fact that, you know, I'm in a room with so many people that I can't even believe I'm in a room with. I mm. can't even believe I have the honor of speaking on stage with. And then so many people came up to me and said, I was their favorite speech mm -hmm. of the day. And that mm -hmm. really hit me because I'm like, what? Like, I did not feel worthy to be on that stage um, because I just, yeah, obviously I needed my confidence to build there. Um, but hearing that and knowing that what I had gone through and all the value that I had to share, even though I didn't, wasn't sure if I should really be there, that changed everything for me. Cause I think it's so important for you to know that no matter what you're going through, no matter where in your journey, no matter what you've done everyone has value and what you have to share can literally change someone's life. So me mm. getting up there and, and when you first asked me, I wanted so badly to say no, <laughs> I made so many excuses in my head why to say no. And I, yeah. and you had asked me something personal was going on. So I didn't answer you right away. Um, but then I'd been like, maybe like a week and you're like, Hey, like, <laughs> I mean, and I was like, Oh, I was just like, I don't, I'm not going to go. And then I asked my husband, he's like, Samara, of course you have to go. And I was like, mm. yes, I'll go. Yeah. And it was just the fear taking over. Right. But yeah, getting on there and facing that fear and then hearing that feedback from people and, you know, all over the world, just coming up to me, that was just everything to me. And mm -hmm. it made me really realize that, you know, you can't hold back. And you, I always want to be a leader that leads from example. And, you know, for me not going would have been everything I preach against. I always say, you know, lead by example, face your fears, all those things. And if I mm -hmm. hadn't gone because I was scared, I would have been such a hypocrite. So I knew I had to go. And then, yeah, it made it so worth it just to hear that from people knowing that everything I've gone through is helping them to build their business and make these big months. And, you know, they're hearing my words and taking them and implementing what I have to say. Mm -hmm, that's massive. Mm -hmm. I actually am a huge believer in like, we need to judge our own character, our own integrity, our own leadership when things are going badly not when everything is all rosy and, you know, rainbows and hundred K months and everything's clicking and working. It's like, that's when you're really demonstrating your personal growth and all that time you put into reading the books and journaling and gratitude is like, 
that stuff shines during your darkest times. And if you crumble under pressure or if you throw in the towel or any of that stuff, it's like, well, that means none of that stuff that you did even worked because mm-hmm. those are the those are the things that someone would do who hasn't grown as a person and doesn't know what to do when things go wrong. So like I said, when we look at someone as a leader, when we look at somebody as a um, influence of who we want to learn from, such as yourself, we want to actually be like, well, what did she do during that decline and negative momentum and stuff like that? And because you bounce back, that's like credentials, right? You get the little uh, award on your jacket. It's like, okay, you just earned a stripe of leadership that you can leverage that now for your community when you're training and speaking and stuff like that. And other people are going through a negative time or a difficult time. You can be like, look, I get it. I've been there. This is what happened. But this is what I did to get myself out of it. And that's so powerful because you have that in your resume as a leader indefinitely, right? So the final question that I want to ask that I want to share with you is when you get to a certain point of success, this happens all the time. People start to think they're too good which is almost like a negative side effect of success, right? It's like, well, I'm doing 100K months now. You know, I'm the shit. Not many other people have done it this quickly. So you start almost like letting it get to your head and it goes back to like coachability goes down, humbleness goes down. Uh, You know, these kinds of things start to happen to a lot of people. And one of my secrets to success personally is while I am very confident and I know that I'm good at certain things, et cetera, I've never, ever let myself go to that place of, I know everything, I'm so great, and I, you know I don't need to learn from anybody anymore, I don't need to invest in myself anymore, any of that stuff. So you are a great example of this as well so far because you there's been other people who've come through my mentorship and programs, I've helped them have success for a few months, and then they're like, I'm good, I'm, I'm, I'm past this now, and they've left. So it's interesting because you are crushing it, you are doing amazing things, but you haven't thought to stop with, you know, our relationship in that sense. So talk a little bit about that. What are some of those thoughts that help you stay grounded and um, and continue to grow and flourish and, and all the rest of it? Like, I think that there's so much value in that if you were to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, totally. Well, to be completely honest, I literally still feel like two and a half years later, like I don't have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. how is it happening sometimes? Like literally, it's just so crazy to know that this sort of thing is like, I love network marketing because that like the little saying you, you earn while you learn. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because I still feel like such a baby in this business. I still feel like I truly don't really know what I'm doing. And I have so much growth to get to where I want to go to become the leader that I want to become to mm-hmm. have the size of an organization that I want to have. Like uh, that blows my mind when people uh, get to that point, especially so early on in their business, because there's always something that you can learn. There's always something you can change and always something that you can implement. You know, my mentor has always told me that I'm like one of the most coachable people she's ever met. I've heard that, you know, word mentioned around me a lot of times. Um, and it really just comes down to implementing what people are saying. Like, what is everyone mm-hmm. saying? I'm going to Vegas. I'm hearing these people are doing, I came right back and I implemented it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying on the calls. And what did I do literally that week? It was like, okay, our first sales meeting I implemented it that second. I'm mm-hmm. not dragging my feet and being coachable and telling and doing what these people who have the success I want are telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that thought has literally never even crossed my mind. Cause I know I need, cause I saw what happened when I took my finger off the pulse and I wasn't investing in my business, the time and, and, um, energy that should have been. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you touched on it, but I want to just reiterate to everybody listening. 
I think this is uh, definitely a secret to success, even though it's not a secret because we're just literally talking about it right now. So <laughs> secrets out of the bag. But basically <laughs> is, you know, the the masters in anything, whether it's sports, whether it's, uh, you know, business or anything like that, they always keep doing the basics. You know what I mean? Like if you have a guy like a Kobe Bryant or something like this, and he's one of the top people ever in the world and stuff like that. He's like, you know what? I'm done practicing my free throws. Like I know how to shoot the ball and whatever. No, the guys in the gym doing, you know, thousands of shots, even at the peak of his career. And, and then you have other guys that come late, hungover. They barely practice. They come late, you know, all these things. And it's like Kobe Bryant is their first thing in the morning. He's the last guy to leave. And I just had a conversation um, this past weekend about a billionaire who is the grandfather of uh, my buddy's wife. Anyways, I'm not going to get into the details, but there's a billionaire. He's 95 years old. Okay. One of the wealthiest people in the country. And he still goes to the office seven days a week at 95. He's still running his company. He's still sharp as a tack. And he goes through the motions of like, this is what I did to become a billionaire. Now I'm a billionaire. I'm going to keep doing what I got to be a billionaire. You know what I mean? And that's the opposite mentality of so many people because they think that achieving a goal or hitting 100K a month or whatever, it fundamentally changes who they are and how they show up. But if you can continue to show up the same way, then it won't go away. That's the key. So you are doing the basics with the morning routine, um, which is keeping the big things coming. But you're also, one thing that you said is like, I feel like I'm baby. I feel like I have so much to learn. I feel like um, I'm just getting started. Well, let me tell you that so do I. <laughs> and until my last breath, I will continue to feel like that because as soon as that changes and be like, maybe I do know a lot. Maybe I don't need to show up in that way. As soon as that shift happens, the decline begins. And you know, the whole thing of like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Like if you don't use your humility and you don't use that fact that you're coachable, that you have new things to learn, you can always improve, you can always grow, you can always get better. If that tendency goes away, then you start getting punched in the mouth by life. <laughs> you know, it really is true. So I hope that you continue to always remember what you just said and never let that go. Even if you are a billionaire one day, you're still like, still learning, still got more to go. There's no way that I've learned everything and all the rest of it, right? But that's such a secret to anybody that I know who has longevity in success, longevity in business, in marriage. You know, one of the golden rules of marriage is like, don't stop doing the things that you did in the beginning and there won't be an end. Yeah. Simple as that. But if as soon as you, oh, I'm married and we've been together 10 years, we don't need date night anymore. We don't need this anymore. It's like, well, and the decline begins and divorce is coming and whatever affairs and all the rest of that stuff. But it's like, if you just keep maintaining the stuff that got you in the good place, it stays in a good place. It's not that hard, right? But it's it's often missed by a lot of people. So that was super valuable. And thank you for sharing that. And the last question that I have before we wrap up this amazing update on your success, which is so cool, which did come with some negative momentum and some uh, declines, but you figured it out, picked yourself back up and continue to, to grow. And, and I know that we'll have another one of these at one point and it will be a bigger number and your team will be bigger and you'll lock in legacy. And then you'll start having people in your organization start locking in legacy and you're still just getting started and the, the best is definitely yet to come. But the last question I have is for people who've been listening to my podcast for quite some time. They've been uh, you know, listening to these interviews for quite some time, but they're still a little bit unaware of the true value of mentorship, especially in the context that I provided on these calls that we do. What do you have to say for those people that are on the fence, thought about it, but they haven't quite pulled the trigger? 
what is your perspective now being in my mentorship for, I think it's been how long now? Year, a year and a half, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Something like that. What's your, what's your new take on this? Cause I know you've answered this before, but is there a new perspective that you have looking back now on the value that you've had just from interacting with me and having access to me and the mentorship, et cetera? Totally. I mean, it's, if you're on the fence, it's absolutely priceless. It's like any investment into yourself, but the fact that you have to take that return on investment, it's always about return on investment. And if you're like the small amount of money I have parted with to have a mentorship with Balazs, who's one of the top distributors in the world, that small amount of money I parted with, he has <laughs> the mentorship that we've had and the advice he's been able to give me and yeah, the relationship that we've been able to have, I've been able to pay back that investment probably 20, 30, 40 times over, who knows by now. Um, <laughs> so there, it's just like anything, right? You have to look at that return on investment and investing into yourself, into mentorship and someone who has been there, like he's talked about today, he's been there. Anything you're going through, he's been there probably 40 times and he's going to be able to <laughs> tell you what to do, right? When you're doing this all on your own and for the first time, you need someone in your corner. And yeah, it's honestly been one of the best investments absolutely I've made for, for my personal business. And, you know, the numbers speak for themselves, really. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's amazing. And it's been a pleasure to coach you because like I said, there's this whole concept around like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear and you can't be a great mentor without great students. Like if I had people just listening to me, never implementing anything, never taking action, there would be no results. There would be no ROI. So it's definitely like a team effort of, Here's, here's what I think you should do. And then you go do it and you come back and you're like, it worked. And in some cases you're like, it's not quite working. We're like, cool, let's continue tweaking it until it does work. And that's yeah. happened on a couple of occasions. But either way, we always figure it out. You always show up. I think you're literally on every single call. You're very committed. Uh, you show up to everything. So for everybody listening, there's more to it than just paying the money to get into the mentorship. You actually do have to do the work. You do have to show up just like with anything in life. You have to do your part. And Samira has been like the golden standard of being a great student and then turning around and being a great leader, a great mentor. So if you're on Samara's team, you're super fortunate, super blessed. She's teaching you all the stuff that she's learning from me as well as other places. And so continue to implement, continue taking action just like Samara has. And eventually you will have the massive success too. Even though there might be some darkness along the way, that's okay. Cause it is part of the journey. There's no one I know who's been a straight upward trajectory and it's all been rainbows and sunshine is like, hey, man, there's always got to be corrections and um, learning opportunities and growth opportunities. But then when you come out the other end, you're so much more capable and you're so much more resilient and you build this level of confidence and belief where you're like, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going exactly where I need to go because I've survived all these previous storms and dark patches and et cetera. So I just want to congratulate you once again. It's been a real pleasure and honor to coach you, to work with you and to see you grow having you speak at the event was amazing. You did an outstanding job. You got the top producer award. You've been crushing it on the sales contest. Like you're crushing it. So while you keep a cool head and don't let it get to you, <laughs> it's also important to, to recognize that you are a champion and you're crushing it and it's still just the beginning. So thanks for coming out here and uh, we'll do this again. I'm sure when you hit your 250K month, which I'm, I, I think it's coming eventually, I know it is. So thank you, Samara, and we'll see you again another time. All right, everybody, Thanks, see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guest you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at the Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, bellagewcardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.